Hello travellers, and welcome to Tales from the Dark Dragon's Inn, episode 22, The Bouncer Hunt. If you haven't yet, head over to patreon.com forward slash darkdragonsinn. If you select the featured posts marked art on the left, you can now see all the official artwork of the party, and that's open to everyone. That's the good news. The less good news is that this is the last episode of 2018. Going into the holiday season, we have a lot on our plates, as I'm sure all of you do too. This means less recording time, less production time, less time all around. Rather than continuously chasing deadlines, we're going to take December off for recovery and reflection. Hopefully though, this episode will give you a taste of what's to come in 2019. As ever, we have the whole crew. Hi, I'm Vinny. My pronouns are he, him. I play Murren, the half-orc monk. His pronouns are he, him. I'm Liz. My pronouns are she, her. And I play Toby, the tiefling warlock of the Raven Queen. He uses he, him. Hi, I'm Tom. My pronouns are he, him. And I play Urbach, the lizard man wizard. He uses he, him pronouns. I'm Nina. My pronouns are she, her. And I play Mix, the Asimar warlock of the Fae. Her pronouns are also she, her. And I'm Ray your host and game master. I use he, him pronouns. I play Scrawl and the Doomsinger, who both use he, him pronouns too. And I also play just about everyone else. So for the last time of 2018, without further ado, on with the show. Quick, quick, come inside. Here. Oh, let me shut that door for you. It's getting pretty sharp out there. Ah. I think we might have to close the inn for a while. The Doomsinger's never in the mood to perform in this weather. He says, It's strange the vocals. Right this way. He's just finishing his warm-up. Thank you all for making it out tonight. You know, I find myself feeling thankful. In the middle of a howling blizzard, and yet you're all here, waiting to hear our tale. True, I am one of the finest performers this side of Waterdeep, and yes, this spit of a town has nothing else for entertainment, but the fact is you're here. And I value that, truly. I am honored to be your host. To regale you with fascinating and completely true accounts of the scales of justice, it... Well... Let's just get on with things, shall we? Now, where was I? Ah, yes. Urbach, Marin, and the Doomsinger make their way back towards the watch to harass the guards there for a second time today, uh, whilst Toby and Mix head over to the Suckling Pig in the Outer City. I think we should start, therefore, with Marin, Urbach, and the Doomsinger heading over to the watch. Now, Marin, yes. j- just a heads up, if we see Oscar there, maybe we don't speak to him, or let him see us. Well, it's day off, so... He's probably not going to be there. Just in case. Just in case he likes to come back and do paperwork sometimes and on his days off. That's a normal thing for people to do. I mean, if he does turn up, then I'll let you guys uh, lead, so to speak, with the conversation, the talking. You're having this conversation as you're wandering over to the watch station and you arrive in short order. So I'll... The render should be fine with me, I suppose, coming in. It was fine before. You wander into the lobby. Shorak is there at the desk. Oh, um, you're back. Hi there. Yes, don't worry. It's a different business at the moment. We're doing some work currently for the Black Claw, you see. And we were told by a Corporal Grumwick that we might be working on a similar investigation to yourselves. I see. It concerns the disappearance of Lorela Frondreff. Did you have information to provide us with? Possibly. Although it would benefit from mutual sharing of information. Well, if you'd like to fill out the requisite forms, and he reaches under the counter that he is manning and starts leafing through a large folder in order to exchange case-based information to provide this to external sources, we require official requisite forms and we need to be and... Uh, 7C and 83F. 
pulls out one piece of paper after another after another, begins to stack them up in front of the three of you. Do you allow him to continue pulling up the documentation in question? I'm staring at it, wondering why my life is involving so much paperwork right now. So, um, yes, if you can fill out this paperwork, we will be able to uh, release the information on the case within two to three weeks once it has been processed through the appropriate offices. But if you do have any witness testimony or anything you are willing to provide to the watch, we would be grateful for your assistance in the investigation which we are currently undertaking. Huh. Um, okay. I'm just going to quickly turn and whisper to Moran. We don't have two to three weeks, do we? Uh, no, I believe we have about nine days until the cultists arrive in the city. If I start with the paperwork, could one of you chat to him and see if you can get him talking about maybe the four bouncers? Um, I I could try. You know their names? Got them down here. Yes, uh, Skond, uh, Hoji, Urin, and Carcasson. Right. Skond is a goblin, I know that much. And then I'll turn, uh, very well then, and just pick up the papers, and I go and sit down, ruffling through them, looking increasingly baffled. As you start looking through the paperwork, you rapidly come to realise that you definitely don't have the level of authority required for you to give out information belonging to the Black Claw, let alone make requisition demands of the watch, as Oscar has made very clear to you previously that you have no power here. It's pretty unlikely that they'll be responded to positively. Um, say, would it be possible if you could, um, maybe run a few names through the system? Um, I mean, what, what do you mean by that? I mean, just to kind of, I don't know, expedite things a little bit. I'm not sure I follow. I pull out a gold. Oh no! <laughs> I'm, I'm very, uh, hold on, I, I don't even know what you're asking me to do. Uh, just run some names through the system. Check it through your files that you have. Right. Okay. You you want me to find some people in our Um no I, our you want me to look up names in our records of private citizens. Uh, no, I mean uh whether these names have uh come through, you know, here. So you want me to run through our arrest records? That's what I was trying to say, yes. Of private citizens. To match up names. That's, that's it. No. No, I can't do that. That would be very bad. I mean, I won't argue with that. Um, what about if we just kind of um, keep this on the, you know... And I pull out another gold. He looks at money. Look, um, I don't appreciate the uh, implication that you're okay, suggesting... Okay, I, I understand. I, I do apologise. Maybe I know a few names, you know, off the top of my head. I see most people that come through here. If, if I recognise a name and then, you know, I can... Maybe I'll let you know. It would be greatly appreciated. But you keep your gold, and I'm not looking anybody up. I'm not looking up arrest records for you. I'll let you know if I've seen anyone who's come through. And Dad's okay. You're obviously very desperate right now. Yes, we have limited time. Look, that's really not an excuse. I'm a good man. There are people here who are not. Agreed. And that sort of thing would work on them, and you can't violate people's rights like that. It's not fair. Yes, I, I understand now. I apologise. He pushes your gold back across the counter. Okay, I'll put it back in my pocket. What's the names? Um. Okay, uh, we have uh, Scond. Uh, OG. As soon as you say scond, his brow furrows. What are you looking for scond? As far as I know, the man's done nothing but good work his whole life. He sure doesn't get paid much being a bouncer, but he's a good man. What's what's your problem with scond? We don't have a problem with him, we just want to... So you came to the watch? Look over at the doctor and then back and... Well, I mean, it just seemed like, you know... You're making some kind of judgments about his character? Uh, no, I... I wouldn't. Look, he has a lovely wife and some children, and they look after each other. They are good people. I respect that. Coming to the watch asking about people like Scond. I, I merely... Makes me wonder what kind of investigation you you people are operating. You know what? I'm not sure either. But case remains that we're trying to find Lariella, the proprietress. Lariella. Yes, that's it. 
Lorail, but as you may know, an incident occurred and... The, yes, I'm well aware, thanks. The tavern has been closed down since, so we thought that we could seek out former employees, I suppose. Right. But I'm not about to give you his own address. That's completely fair. That's confidential information. You'll probably want to check around town. People are always hiring for that sort of work. You think? Would you know where one might go for that? Not especially. Probably one of the bigger places, I imagine. Oh, you mean like the suckling pig? No, that place is a shithole. That's... So he won't go... That's in the slums. You know, why Why would anybody want to work there when they live in the city? That's an extra long commute. You have to get up earlier and you probably don't get paid as much. That doesn't make any sense. No, no, no. He'll probably be at somewhere like the Oaken Forge or the Liar's Head. You know, one of the big places. And both these places are in the lower city? Well, yeah, I mean, Scon's a good man, but... I don't doubt that. You know, finding work in the upper city's not easy to come by, unless you've got some very strong references, and working for the Lowlanterns not exactly the strongest. Its reputation precedes it, if you understand my meaning. I think I know what you mean. That it's certainly something to go on, and it's definitely going to aid in our investigation. Thank you. You be nice to him when you find him. If I hear even one misstep, I'll find a way to string you up, boy. I shall not harm a single hair. You have my word. Who said anything about harming him? I was talking about being polite. He looks very flustered. I, I wouldn't dare. I wouldn't dare. You're bloody right you wouldn't. We just want to ask some questions, that's all. Yeah, well, you be careful how you're asking them. I will hear about it. I don't doubt that either. You've been most helpful. I appreciate it. Mm. Thank you. I go back over to the doctor. <laughs> Are you done? I'm mostly just rummaging through it, trying to work out if there's anything I can do at all. Uh, I, um, I, I don't think we, we're legally allowed to do anything here. Right. Well, I did get some information. It required a little prying. Ah, good. I immediately stride over to the desk and plonk the papers down. Sorry, I don't have the authority to do this. I'll have to come back. Yeah, that seems wise. Thank you for your cooperation. Sure. Okay, I'd hurriedly leave as well. I nod and leave. From there, we cut over to Mix and Toby, who are wandering over towards the suckling pig. You get to the outer gate of the city through the basilisk gate. Some of the guards there greet you politely. Others dismissively ignore you. To the ones that greet us politely, I wave and smile, and to the ones that dismiss us, I blow raspberries. And when she does that, I drag her through the gate. <laughs> and Darconius is just sitting on your shoulder, facing back at them, going... <laughs> That's my little baby dragon. Yeah. I don't know why we do that. Well, passive-aggressive rudeness. Passive-aggressive rudeness. Okay. I'm really think you're probably a bad influence on your familiar. So, Toby, mm. how are we going to convince this person to tell us what we want to know? I imagine being polite and open about it, about what we're asking, is probably the best approach. But what if he's guilty and gets really hostile? Do you expect that he should be guilty? No. Well then, I think it's unlikely, considering where they're tavern is located and the fact that they know Akin. I suppose that's a fair point. They're probably quite trustworthy. You shortly arrive at the suckling pig and make your way inside. And by sheer happenstance, oh, what are the odds? The barman that you are familiar with is manning the counter today. I go over to the bar. He looks up. Oh, hey there. What can I get you? Well, actually, we're looking for a bit of information, but... I wouldn't mind one drink, I guess. And he looks over at Mix and says, Should I be guessing what you're going to be ordering, or are you going to be asking for something yourself? I would just like some tea, please. Well, what kind of tea would you like? We do have a variety. Dragon's breath. Hmm, let me see if we've got any of that in stock. One moment. Well, I'm afraid we don't have any dragon's breath at present, but we do have a... Nice mandrake infusion, if you're interested. Ooh. Yeah, okay, I'll give that a try. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be well-behaved today. Well, I imagine that's hard for you. Oh, you don't even know. And he turns to you, Toby. What will you be having, sir? I guess I'll have a tea as well, please. No preference. Toby, you're such a stick in the mud. Okay, two mandrake infusions it is. Turns away to a counter and begins boiling some water and completely focused on creating the tea whilst you are both sitting there. Toby, you should have gotten something stronger. And why, pray tell, is that... Because I am the sober one this time. You have to be the other one. I'm not 
sure that's a good idea. Why exactly do you want me to not be the sober one? Because you're always the sober one. Yeah, there's a reason for that. I'm just shaking my head, disappointed. <laughs> As he is preparing your tea, you are having this conversation about how you should have had something stronger and blah, blah, blah. And he turns around in short order and hands over... Imagine an acorn about the size of a cricket ball, completely hollowed out with a wooden handle fashioned to it. He turns around and has one of these in either hand. And in the side of the acorn-like cup is a little face that's carved in. He puts them down in front of you. And that'll be 20 silver, please. Do you smell the tea? Yes. I always smell my tea. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to smell the tea before you drink it. The leaves are refreshing and fragrant. And there's almost a spiciness to it. You breathe it in. And it's not spicy like chili spicy, it's spicy like nutmeg and cinnamon spice. But at the same time, it smells citrusy and vibrant. Oh, Toby, this smells good. Behind the bar, the barman shuffles away to put your silver in the cash box. Thank you kindly. So what brings you to uh, the bar this early? Um, well, we're looking for information. And this is the only other bar in town that we're acquainted with in any sort of fashion. Mm. And, well, whilst you're quite far away from the place that we're investigating, there's no harm really in asking. Oh, Do I hear things. People pass through. They talk about all sorts of stuff with us. So, sure, if I can help out, let me know. Have you heard any talk about the incident that happened at the Low Lantern the other night? Sure, sure. It's bad news, bad times. A lot of people got hurt, I heard. We're just wondering if um you've heard any talk of if the owner had previously been in any trouble with anyone, or if anyone's talking about why she effectively disappeared. Well, you know, people talk. There's all sorts of suggestions or rumors, but Lorela's a good woman. I imagine most of them aren't true. Anyone who uh, has a particular bone to pick with her at all? Not that I know of. Mostly it's, you know, she left town because of an angry husband, and he was in the bar roughing people up because she's been sleeping around, and, you know, she sells drugs to children, and that's why they had to shut her down, and the, the Black Claw came in and they smashed everything up, and they're there for a hostile takeover because they sell the best whiskey in town, and they just couldn't have that because she's in the low part of the city, and, you know, just nonsense stuff, really. Wow. People have weird imaginations. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Your tea's getting cold. Oh, right. I take a sip. Darkonius, do you want to try some of this with me? No, thanks. I don't like lemons. Okay. Your choice to miss out. It tastes like a really citrusy chai. And it's odd. As you drink it, you sip it and it's pleasant. It's nice. It's refreshing and feels invigorating. Mix as you're drinking and sipping. It's weird. You hadn't noticed that Toby's horns got kind of cracked after the lightning attack, but you can see them really clearly now. There's little scuff marks and scratches, cracks all through his horns. I reach out to try and touch them to investigate further. And as you do, Toby, you realize with a brief startle that you can see the fine point of Mix's sharpened nails that she intentionally keeps very, very long and sharp really exceptionally clearly as she's reaching towards your horns. Whoa, (laughs) leaning back. (laughs) What are you doing? I'm trying to fix them. Trying to fix what? Your your horns. What what's what's wrong with my horns? They're 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 all they're all scuffed and scratched. When did this happen? It happened after we got attacked by the dragon. But I know, but are you sure you didn't get attacked again? Uh, I think we both know. I mean, obviously we did get attacked again in that house, but not in a way that got me more banged up than I already was. Well, it did, but I got better. Even though she's pulled her hand back, you can see the edges of her nail from here. As you're both having this conversation, you two have never drank mandrake infusions, have you? No. Why'd you ask? You'll have to forgive me. I noticed your uh, reaction was unexpected, so your eyes are going to be real sharp for a little while. 
it's nothing to worry about. It's not a bad thing. You might be a little light sensitive. Maybe some people are, some people aren't. You're just going to see a lot more clearly for a little while. Your hair is really shiny. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And he runs his hands through it. And as he does so, you can see every individual hair ruffle its way out of his fingers. Um, Getting back to the conversation at hand, obviously the people who worked for the Low Lantern are suddenly out of a job. Mm, that's a crying shame. Wouldn't happen to know any other well-known bars, inns, or taverns that they might go to for new employment. <laughs> oh, it's cute that you think we're well-known. I like that. I like you. You're nice. Thanks. I mean, there's a lot of very well-known bars in Baldur's Gate. The big places are always hiring, so... The Liar's Head, Fortune's Sorrow, The Flying Swallow, uh, The Oaken Forge. They're a little bit on the small side, but they might still be hiring. Depends on whether they're having a good year, I suppose. That's good to know. Hopefully they might know something, because we're a little bit concerned that maybe... She has got herself in some trouble. Well, is there anything that I can do, or what sort of trouble is she in? That's what we're trying to find out. Right, so you just think she might be in trouble, so you're looking for her in case she's in trouble, that you're not sure the kind of trouble that she's in, but she might be in it. Well, we think it's odd that she's just disappeared, so we assume that maybe she's has a reason to hide. Well, I mean, her bar was destroyed. That's a pretty good reason to disappear. Yeah, but surely you'd want to come back and pick up the pieces. Honestly, if this place burned down, I'd be right the fuck out of here. Oh, well... You may not have noticed this, but Baldur's Gate's not a nice place to live. Oh, we're getting that feeling the longer that we're here. This place is all I really got, so... I didn't have this anymore. Fuck it, why stay? So you think she might have left Baldur's Gate completely then? Stranger things have happened. Here's a question for you. How are you liking your tea? It's sharp. It's the way I like it. I'm sorry, would you like some sugar? Uh, I'm good, thanks. You sure? We got plenty to spare. You just ask your friend here. Uh... Mix has a little peace sign in front of her face. I know y'all don't need the rooms, but tonight, why don't you both... Swing on back for a couple drinks. We'll get some Persephone's. See where the night takes us. Sir. What? I'm just looking to make some friends. Toby is increasingly more uncomfortable. <laughs> we'll think about it. I look forward to seeing you later then. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Toby's just... Sips more of his tea. Mixes patting Toby on the back. <laughs> Why does this always happen to me? Toby, you're a very good-looking young tiefling. What do you expect? You, you shuffle your way awkwardly out of the bar and you feel a lingering gaze. Well, we've got some addresses down now, then. Let's go meet up with the others. Yeah, I, I think we should share this information and then go from there. Toby and Mix start wandering back towards the lower city. Mix is absolutely certain that there was somewhere else they were going to meet. Murren and Urbach are heading towards the Suckling Pig. You meet in the middle and encounter one another, crossing the boundary of the Basilisk Gate. Whoa, Urbach, your scales are so shiny. And there's so many different colors. Like, far away they look, but they're all different. Uh, huh. Can I check your pupils? Uh, sure. And Mix is holding her eyes open for him. It, it's a lot like looking into a cat's eye that is super focused. Uh. She she doesn't seem high, but her eyes are definitely doing some weird stuff. That's... Have you had anything to drink or eat since we, we last met? Mandrake tea. Yeah, we, uh, we had something called... Was it Mandrake infusion? Toby has a serious expression, but it's a slightly different serious expression. You and Murrin, you guys should try this stuff sometime if you've not had it before. It's really cool. And if you have had it before, why didn't you tell us? Um. Anyway, did you have much luck procuring any information? Yes. We found out some names of places that we can go and see if the bouncers have found any new jobs. As far as the guy at the suckling pig knows, Rayla didn't have any enemies, and the only kind of rumours about what's happened to her are the kind of general rumour mill crap. 
really. Hmm. All right, well, we better head off into the city then. I believe the lower city has most of the potential taverns we could check out. Well, we can't exactly waltz into the upper city, so... So, what taverns did you hear about? Fortune Sorrow, the Yoken Forge, uh, the Oaken Forge. Oh, we heard about that one too. Oaken Forge. Liar's Head was another name we had. And the Liar's Head, yes. Yes, we had the Liar's Head as well. And the Flying Swallow. Well, perhaps then we should start with the ones that both places mentioned. So that'd be the um, Oaken Forge, Liar's Head. Mm-hmm. Uh, pull open the map. It might be uh, faster if we, again, split it up and hit both places at once. And don't get arrested. Well, we seem to be succeeding in that so far. My suggestion is that since me and Mix have both had this tea that seems to make everything just a little bit more obvious. Maybe we should shuffle the teams up a little bit. What? But you're not drunk? We're not drunk. We're focused. Right. Okay. As focused as we can be. Why don't me and Marin and Doomsinger hit up one place and our back and Mix can hit up the other? Divide and conquer. That's what we're doing, right? Something like that. Fair enough. We'll head to the Oaken Forge. Okay. Then we'll head over to Liar's Head. Murren, Toby, and Doomy are going to the Liar's Head. Urbeck and Mix and the Eldritch Dodge are going to the Oaken Forge. This is going to be fun. Before we go anywhere, though, perhaps we should agree on where we should meet. Should we find or learn anything? That's a really good idea. Oh, what about over there? Seems like a good idea. Hey, I see you reaching for the skip button. But listen. There are a ton of fantastic shows out there. Here's one you could be missing out on right now. Hi, we're Tabletop Potluck, an actual play podcast created to help diversify the world of mainstream tabletop role-playing games. And make tasty recipes. And help you find your new favorite RPG system. And to have fun. So check it out. Now on all podcast directories. Come sit at our table. See now, is that so bad? And now, on with the show. So, uh, how did your inquiry at the watch go? Um, that good, huh? I, I mean, it was uh, productive. We got some leads, which, you know, matched with the places that you guys acquired. Did you find anything out about the bouncers? Well, I know that the gods seem quite fond of uh, Scond. You know, the goblin bouncer. Oh, right. Okay. Apparently he's a decent fellow and quite honest. To say the least, he said I should treat him with respect. Yes. Did you do anything that... Nope. uh... Absolutely not. I mean, everything seemed in order. We just asked a few questions and yes, nothing untoward at all. Toby believes him. You've never known Marin to lie. Marin jingles the two gold in his pocket. As you are walking with Marin and you hear a brief jingling from his direction and the Doomsinger gives a small chuckle behind you, you find yourself wandering up to a very tall and quite ornately carved building. The stonework of the outside looks quite rich, but the people wandering in and out that you see, even at this time of day, don't look especially wealthy themselves. And a good chunk of the town in this area is not particularly well adorned. It's not that much wealthier than the rest of the lower city. And as you get closer, Toby, your heightened vision, you are looking at the stone and you realize that it's definitely not really stone. This fancy, fancy decoration on the outside is very, very cheaply made and is probably plaster based. Maybe waterproof plaster? And in some places you can see where the waterproofing is broken and it's leaked into the air quotes rock, dilapidated it somewhat. But there is a sign hanging over the door and it is a liar the liar on one side of it at the very top has a very oddly shaped bend and that bend is where it is hanging from as though someone has attempted to hang the liar from a tree as though it were a person to be executed as you get closer you can hear there's already quite lively music coming from inside and there doesn't appear to be anybody on the door at the moment i think we're here as you wander in there is a lively stage around which there are a number of tables seated and there is a quite radiant looking turtle playing a lute and dancing around the stage as a, a very old and very, very fluffy 
bugbear is playing a harp behind them and they're playing in synchronicity with one another and the audience are very very enthusiastically clapping along and there's a few patrons dotted around the room shall we uh approach the bar yes let's do that inside the bar is mostly wood based it's not quite as fancy as the outside, but littered throughout the lower floor, there are large, again, air quotes, stone pillars that are very, what we would refer to as gothic in design. I am keeping my criticism to myself. <laughs> it's a lovely aesthetic, isn't it, Doomsinger? It has a certain air to it, certainly. It's unique, right? Yes. As you approach the bar... Behind the bar is... At first you think she's a tabaxi. And as you get closer, her fur is very coarse and dark. And her face shape is not quite as feline as you're used to seeing. And she looks up. What can I get you? Well, we're actually here to um, ask some questions. But maybe one drink. As you're saying that, she puts down the glass that she's wiping. Just like the bathroom, honey. Information's for paying customers. I'll take a drink. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear it. What, what would you like? Do you have any tea? What have you got? I could probably rustle up some coffee. Coffee sounds good. All right. And she heads over to the kitchen and it'll be a couple of minutes, but uh, that'll be five copper each, please. I hand over a silver because I haven't got any copper. <laughs> oh, okay. You've got this. I'll pay for both of us. So you, uh, you had some questions? I'm sure you've heard of what happened at the Low Lantern last night. I certainly have. I mean, I don't mean to speak ill of people in bad positions, but honestly, it's been kind of good for business. I can imagine we're concerned about the owner, the railer. Sure, sure. I heard she ran away with some, you know, uh, I I think she cheated on her husband, I heard. And she ran away to the, you know, the continent. I see. Oh, you know, people do talk. Oh, certainly. Oh, wait one moment. There's your coffee. She wanders off and she comes back, puts your coffees down in front of you. And it's rich and black. Sorry, you were saying? Oh, about Lorelai and her uh, her misbegotten ways. Yes, I've heard all about it. Uh, you wouldn't happen to know if she had any enemies at all? Well, I imagine her husband now. You know, what with all the affairs. Indeed. Hmm. We're also wondering if we can possibly get in contact with her previous employees. She had a number of bouncers under her payroll. Oh, sure. Scond, uh, we just hired him on the other day. You did? He's actually here already. I think he's cleaning the bathrooms upstairs. Is it okay if we go talk to him? I mean, I prefer you didn't waste his time while he's working, but if he's done, then sure. Well, all right then. Yeah, I mean, you get yourselves comfortable. Why don't you order some food while he's uh, working and I'll make sure he comes over to your table when he's ready. Have you uh, got a menu? Yeah, sure. Uh, and she hands over a menu and it's fairly plain food, but they've all got really fancy names. I can't help but quirk an eyebrow. <laughs> and you notice that compared with the coffee you have ordered, the prices on the food are just a little bit more expensive. You're looking at about three silver per most items on the menu. Do you think we should get an ale for him? Yeah, why not? We don't allow our employees to drink on the job, sir. I, d- I just thought they were they might have been finishing. I don't know about you, but uh, that doesn't seem like good work ethic enforcement. Okay. Understood. Yeah, I end up picking something simple but hot from the menu. Sure, I'll get you something. She pulls out a small tin, and then she gives you a wooden spoon that has a number crudely painted on it. Here, put this on your table, and I'll let him know where to find you. Thanks. Thank you. Not a problem. I imagine there's a number of empty tables. Yeah, there's loads. There's people partying around the stage and having a good time, but there's plenty of space away from that stage. Whilst the three of you are sitting down and having a meal, we will cut over to our back-end mix. So, Doctor. Mm Mm-hmm? What got you into being a doctor? I always meant to ask. Yeah, just curiosity, I suppose. I um, was drawn to it in my childhood. I knew a doctor. He's quite a nice man, and he, you know, I just sort of hung around him, and I picked up things here and there and just fell into it, I suppose. So, are you a doctor for everyone, or have you decided to specialize in in one um, species or person or thing? I'll be honest, I've never really risen up to the ranks to be able to specialize, but Mm. I like to think I'm capable for most humanoids out there. Okay. Well... 
if you had to specialize, what would it be in? I know doctors like those kinds of things. Mix. It's really weird. Urbeck's responses. These are the kinds of questions, you know, when you ask someone about the career that they've spent their whole life doing, and you say, so how do you get started? You'd expect that kind of information to come quite quickly. Urbeck's just taking a little bit of time every time you ask him a question. Just a little bit too long. Mixed figures, it's because they haven't really had loads of time to talk before. I think this is their first solo mission together. So she doesn't think anything of it other than, oh, of course, we don't talk a lot. So yeah, this makes sense. Um, That's a tricky one, to be honest. I'm very curious about things like Yuan T, because they're such an oddity. And I've always wanted to... I've heard of like elemental type folk almost. But there's so many types out there in the world of people I've barely had a chance to examine, I suppose. Kenku, for example. Such an unusual thing, especially the voice issue. It's so many beings out there in this world. It's such ex- so exciting to explore it, you know, all these anatomical wonders out there. I haven't met many Kenku, but you know that one time when um, I did? Uh, they were really interesting. I mean, they mocked me the whole time, but uh, they were kind of cool. I wonder what it would be like to be a Kenku. Bet it would be fun. As you make your way through the lower city, you approach a homely looking inn. It's all solid woods, although there is a lot of oak involved. It's more like a lot of red woods and uh, various types of ebony style woods. It's a lot of very rich colours in the wood of this building. Still, nonetheless, it's quite small, and it's nestled between a few regular homes. As you get close, you see that there is a sign over the door, and there is a picture upon it, which is of a huge oak tree. And in the base of the oak tree, it's hollowed out, and you can see that deep in the shadows of the oak tree, a small but fierce fire is burning. And there's some kind of person hammering an anvil, but it's very hard to see what that person is like. Even with your increased perception right now, it's hard to tell whether or not it's supposed to be an actual specific person of a specific race, or if it's just a shadowy figure that's meant to imply all races. But you do see around the top, it just says the Oaken Forge. The words are weaved through the branches of the oak tree. Well, this looks the place. Actual Oaken Forge. Wow, this is really interesting. I don't think I've ever seen a place like this before. Have you? It's homely looking, I have to admit. I think that's the correct term. Looks kind of kind of woody to me. Walk huh. I think he likes it. Huh. That's always a plus. I don't want a repeat of last time, I suppose. Oh, um, Mix, just a thought. Before we go in, maybe we should be wary about mentioning we're from the Black Claw. If Lorella is indeed a guild member, then anyone helping her may not want to talk to us. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm happy to omit that piece of information for now. Hey, well, um, you step inside and when you do, the exterior of the wood of the building is mirrored inside. Everything is very elaborately decorated and it reminds you a lot of the wood that was in the upper halls of the Duke's home where the wood, it's almost like trees have grown out of the ground and formed the walls in many places of this. There's no branches and boughs, of course, but it's very richly done. And in this building in particular, it's actually much, much more tastefully done than the Duke's home, where it was somewhat gaudy and extravagant. Here it somehow just seems to fit, and it's almost like you're walking into the heart of a quiet forest. There is music happening here too, in fact. It's a soft acoustic guitar, and it is being played by a tabaxi child who is sitting in a small corner of the room. Isn't even at a stage, they're just at a table, sitting back with their feet up in a booth and playing this music and it fills the whole tavern with a soft ambient. Oh, do, you, do you hear that music or is that just me? No, no, that's that's playing. I believe it's that child over there. Oh, maybe. Oh, that's, that sounds really nice. Maybe we should. What are they doing here? Mix goes up to the guitar playing child. Uh, hello there. They look up without missing a beat. They look at the table and there's a small cap there and it's got a few coins in. Mix is going to put in a silver. 
Your patronage is appreciated. They continue to play. Your music is very lovely. Thank you. I practice daily. Oh, did you have a teacher or did you teach yourself? Oh, I taught many things, but mostly me. Maybe someday you could teach me how to play like that. That would be very expensive, but I could start today if you wish. Do you have a guitar? Uh, well, kid, I don't have a guitar and I probably can't afford you. Well, then I probably cannot teach you. But someday. Someday. Come back when you have a guitar. I will be happy to teach you whatever you please. And Mix makes a little note. I could teach you to play the wind. That does sound very nice. Okay. As they're saying this, they are starting to try and be a bit more impressive. And it gets to the point where despite the fact that they only have a six string guitar, they may as well be playing a 12 string with the rhythms and the pitches that they're able to achieve on this small guitar are quite impressive. Mix is almost mesmerized. She's just really impressed. Very much 12 string Latin American guitar music. I'm back. What's up? Well, Mix is chatting to the kid. I'm going to head over to the bar and speak to the bartender there. The bartender is a dwarf who has been looking over the bar at you from the moment that you walked in. Hello. Uh, what can I get you? Hi there. Um, just wanted to grab a two drinks for ourselves, please. Sure. Anything specific or shall I just get you an ale? I look back at Mix. Just um, two juices, thanks. Juices. Okay. What kind of juice would you like? We have lots of different kinds of juices. Um, uh, apple? I can do that. Two apple juices coming up. Ten copper. I hand them over, pick them up and go and sit down at the table. He hands you two glasses of apple juice and you head away and sit down at the table. Looking around and seeing back and spot bouncer of any kind? There's no bouncer, but you're looking around, you're trying to get a fix on whether or not there's any bouncers here or there's any faces you recognise and you don't see anyone that stands out to you. Hmm. What's going on, Mix? She wanders away from the child because she can only sit and stare for so long. She wanders over to see what Urbach's up to. She sees that he actually ordered two drinks. He ordered a drink for me? Do you sit down and try to take the drink? I sit down next to him and pick up the... As you start reaching for the drink, the grey render goes, and reaches across and takes the apple juice. Oh. Ah, huh. Mix throws her hands up. Okay, sorry. That's, um... Didn't do anything with it. It just pulls it in front of itself. You go ahead, buddy. That's it. Yeah, you you go ahead. Do you want a straw? That's new behaviour. I feel like I'm learning things every day. Don't see any bouncer working here. I'm wondering if we should inquire whether anyone came in looking for work. Well, I imagine the lack of bouncers maybe just the time of day. It's quite early. True. A lot of places don't see bouncers until, I don't know, sun's about to set or so, or on really busy days. The kid switches into a Spanish flamenco. You know, given that it doesn't appear to be, unless we're in a bar full of a lot of invisible people. Asking would be a good idea. Hmm. Alright, well, should we go ask together? Yeah, okay. And just tell the Wenda to wait here with the drinks. Well, I'll take mine with me. So you both get up and head over to the bar? Yeah, I'd say so. Mm-hmm. Renda absolutely follows you. Ugh. Of course he does. Leaves the apple juice behind. So you head over to the bar. Is there something wrong with your drink? No, no, we just wanted to get another one for our friend here. Right, you are. And I wave. Hello. Pause you an apple juice. That'll be five copper. Okay. Although, do you have any elderflower juice? No. Oh. Apple juice will be fine. Here you go. Thank you. She hands him the the coin. Enjoy your juice. And he pushes the juice over towards you. Will that be all? Say, um, there haven't been people asking for work here recently, have there? Not that I know of. No people here. You don't have to hire security? We have all the security that we need right now. Thank you. Sorry, were you looking for work? You probably heard about what happened at the Low Lantern. I did not. Ah. What happened at the Low Lantern? Well, it- I've never been there. <laughs> Can I insight check this guy? Yeah, uh, he sounds like he's never been to the Low Lantern, and he hasn't heard anything about it. Well, we just sort of wondered. I mean, there's a lot of people who are obviously now looking for new places to drink. So on some reason, some places might need more staff. Well, as you can see, and he gestures around the room, there are a couple of people. There's a table that has three women, an elf, a furbolg, and a goblin, who all appear to be carrying weapons of some kind. There are a couple of other tables that have patrons in them. There is an Asimar who is sharing tea with a hobgoblin. 
And there is a pair of dwarfs who are sharing a meal together. But compared to the number of tables that they have available, they're clearly not overpopulated. We have no need for extra staff. Well, what do you do when people get really rowdy at night? People don't tend to get rowdy here. Everyone's very respectful. Are we in the same city? He looks around the room. Are you feeling all right? Yeah, Noon, I, I had some tea earlier, and I, th- I think it just didn't settle well with me. I'm... Perhaps you should drink your juice. Y- yeah, oh, okay, and Mix sips her juice. The Oaken Forge is a special kind of place. People are respectful here. It certainly is very quiet here. It's only 12, so it gets busier in the evening. We do well enough. We can keep the doors open. Do you know a woman named Lorela? No. Perfectly straight-faced. Just looks you dead in the eye. Do you know of any, I don't know, events happening here in the next hmm, nine, ten days? Events? Like what? Well, I mean, when we first came to the city, there was the festival for uh, my sister. Was there? Who's your sister? Uh, Trail? I don't know of any trail. Do you ever leave this bar? Not very often, no. Oh, you should get out more. I like it here. It's a very respectful place. Okay. And Mix leans over to whisper to Arbach, I don't think we're getting very far here. Ah, well, that's fair enough. Might as well order some food whilst we're here. Yes, we serve food. What would you like? Ooh, don't mind a good leg of lamb. You happen to have any? Hmm. Well, perhaps you should look at our menu. And he pulls up a... Think about a restaurant menu, but instead of having the weird leatherbacks that they sometimes have, they're just two thinly shaven slices of wood, and they're bound together very finely. And he passes it over to you, and the paper is very fine, and the details on the menu are written in gold foiling. And you start looking through the options, and you realize that all of the things in there are vegetation-based. Ah. Um... The wood provides. I'll have the nut salad, I suppose? Certainly. I will fetch that for you. And for you, miss? I'll go with the oven-roasted nuts. Very good. Let's cut back to Murren and Toby. You're eating your food and you are approached by Scond. I'm told you were looking for me. I I don't think we've met. I'm, I'm Scond. It's... Uh, Pleasure, I think. I'm Toby. I'm Moran. And he's looking very suspiciously between the pair of you. What what can I do for you? I believe you're already acquainted with a friend of ours called Arbeck, so we do know of you. Right. Uh... Basically, we're looking into the incident that happened at the Low Lantern yesterday. Yeah, not, not a great situation. I wasn't there. You know, my shift had finished for the day, but... Yeah, it's a bit of a shitter to wake up to, to be honest. It's unfortunate. Yeah, I like working there. Uh, well, be glad you weren't, because... Um, it was quite a mess. People got hurt. Right. Oh, I, I did hear. So, uh, I know someone you know? Yeah, that's how we found out about you and thought to come asking. Basically, we're concerned about what may have happened to Lorela. Right. And wondering if... Do you know if she was in any trouble or if she had any enemies? He shakes his head. I don't know. Um, I mean, how much does anyone know about their boss, really? She never confided in any of you about any problems? or uh, I'm a bouncer, not a consultant. Um, no disrespect meant, but she was my boss. You know, don't get too friendly with your stuff. That's fair. No, she didn't ever confide in me. But, I mean... I assume if there was trouble with the business, we'd probably have heard about it. I don't know what happened. Would you Would you like some food or maybe a drink? He's holding a plunger. I'd I'd rather not eat right now. Maybe after your shift. Yeah, sure. Uh, we'll see. She didn't seem, I don't know, more stressed than usual lately, or not that I'm aware of. Like I said, she was my boss. Bosses are always stressed. I suppose that makes sense. Our boss seems really kind of stressed. You don't know of any family we could talk to? We're rather concerned that she might be in danger. Oh, I mean, sure, yeah, I, I know her brother, Asura. 
he works at the uh, Heresy's Watch. If you head over there on your own, you might catch him if you're lucky. But uh, if you wait until I'm done with my shift, I could I could take you over there. I could actually. I mean, I could I could probably get off on lunch and just take you over there, do some introductions. If you're concerned about his sister, that'd be really helpful. Certainly. Are you sure you don't mind? I mean... It's not going to inconvenience you at all. Well, I mean, it, it might inconvenience me, but, you know... And he's makes a little financial hand gesture. I'm, you both look like you're capable of assisting me with any inconvenience I might experience. I dig into my pouch and give him two gold. Yeah, that'll sort it. And he wanders over to the bar... Has a quick conversation. The person behind the bars, yeah, yeah, whatever. Take your lunch, I don't give a shit. And he wanders over. Right, yeah, uh, best get going. I've only got an hour. Yeah, let's go. Right. Quickly finish whatever was left of my drink before getting up. <laughs> yeah, wolf it down, choke, and go. He leads you out and heads over to a place about 15 minutes walk away. And you find yourselves standing outside of a store that is called Heresy's Watch. The wooden boarding surrounding the door and the windows are all deep, rich purple in a glossy paint. And there are what looks like Fade decorations all over the windows. There's different coloured stars written in the equivalent of liquid lead drawn all over the windows, and the display is filled with strange odds and ends. And there is a sign in the bottom left-hand corner of the window next to the door that says, Have your fortune read by the great Asura. Yeah, he's, he works here. Do you, do you not just want to go straight on in? Sure. He pushes the door open, and it makes a really ominous creak. Don't mind that, it's for just for show. He walks in, and as you both follow, you find yourselves surrounded by shelves with things like dried rats and hollowed-out skulls, and a lot of, I guess what you would consider ornaments, really poorly put together and very tackily made. All with very classic witchy gimmicks. You can see that there are books on the shelves and they're all the 12 true ways to know if he's the one. Do your stars align? And then right next to that bookshelf, there's a section that's like love potions. The goblin walks in and walks past the counter. And behind the counter, there's an elderly looking goblin who nods at him and he gives him a wave. And he walks through the store, past all the gimmicky stuff, towards the back where there's a big velvet purple curtain and it's got gold sequin stars stitched all through it. Well, uh, looks like he's open if you want to have your fortune read. And that, for 2018, is all we have time for. Thank you so much for listening. Producing this show, running this game for my friends and the wonderful group of folks that has grown around it, it's been a genuinely life-changing experience. No one knows what 2019 holds, but for now, take care of one another, look out for everyone around you, and travel safe. But don't forget to remember that in this realm or the next, the scales of justice are here for you. Always. Always.